Are we recording, Seb? We are. All right. Well, I welcome to the Catacast. Welcome to the Vatican II set of the Catacast. We can be described as the Vatican II set. <laughs> That's who we are. <laughs> People often say that we, in our murkiness, uh, embody Vatican II. People, I don't believe I've ever said People that. often say of me, James, I don't know who you are or what you believe. And I say that's because I am <laughs> the second Vatican Council. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to do a quick recording because we've been a bit slack with the uploading recently. Slack! Uh, what we could say is just that was season one. <sighs> but actually there are no seasons and we got slack. And that's why there was a break. I got very busy at work. Sam got married. Congratulations, Sam. I've been sick. James is always sick and always got some excuse. That's true. Yeah. It's because he got the vax. I did get the vaccine. But we're back. We're happening. We'd like to say a big thank you to our almost 100 YouTube subscribers. Wonderful. That's a big number. And there's lots of people listening on Spotify and on other podcasts channels thank you very much everybody yeah keeping it literally 100 we have so many plans coming up and indeed we have another like 30 episodes we've already recorded uh, but we're going to start interviewing some people yes some catholic influencers to pinch some clout and get their audience to come over here if you have any catholic influencers you'd like us to talk to hey Tell them about it. Don't tell us about it. Just t- we you say, hey. <laughs> I was trying to do the other angle. Hold on. Yep. Hey. Hey. Uh, you should go on that podcast. Who would be your um, number one Catholic influencer you'd want to get in this room? Our Lord. <laughs> but uh, I think um, I think Pope Francis is an interesting man. It would be mm. great to speak to him. I don't think he'd want to come by. If we get Pope Francis and Sam Shedd, that'd be. What great. about our uh, bishop, Bishop Patrick? Uh, I was thinking Bishop Barron, but sure. I'd love to talk to Bishop Barron. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. I might. Wouldn't get he to, have fun? In I here? might get to take over a, a successful, just briefly, to take over a successful uh, Catholic podcast. Are you humble bragging right now? Or? No, I'm trying to Just explain bragging. something. Oh, well, I was asked, who do you want to interview? Yeah, yeah. And I had a list. Would yeah. you like to hear the list of ideal interviewees? Yeah, well, I helped compile the list. So oh, I, but I added some more after you were done with it. It was, hold on. So this is my dream list of people. And if I can talk to them on that podcast, this podcast, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. We want to talk to these people. And if you know them personally... It seems very unlikely. I'd be very shocked. Yeah. Uh, but you could help. Now, hold on. Here we go. All right. So here's my list. My list is, oh, I got so many texts. Julia Yost. You love Julia Yost? Yes, I do. Platonic fashion. Peter Hitchens. Bishop Robert Barron. Nice. The Crunch Boys. Yeah, well, we are going to interview the Crunch Boys. It looks like we might get to interview the Crunch Boys. Uh, The New Polity Boys. Be great. Be great. I love the New Polity Boys. Big fan of the New Polity Boys. And any girls who go on that podcast as well. Mel Gibson. Mel would be great. Usher? No, you want a Dasha Necrosova. Oh, yeah, but Dasha. Yeah, good. get Dasha on board, man. And Mark Wahlberg. Nice. And this one was me, Amy Comey Barrett. Of course. I love Amy Comey Barrett. Yeah. Coney. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Clarence I, Carter. I really like uh, Michael Brendan Doherty. I read his book, My Father Left Me Island. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. 
Tom Holland, the historian, not the Spider-Man. Wouldn't that be? Well, also the Spider-Man. Yep. Rusty Reno, mm-hmm. who I, I got to hang out with once. And uh, Jordan Peterson, I put there. Oh, JB. Also Nick Cave, MVP. Camille Paglia, and Kanye West. Oh, they'd all be, I would be on board for all of them except for Kanye West. That's, Jack doesn't understand black music. No, I do not. He I doesn't have very white. The soul. I don't. You should see me dance at a wedding. It's very embarrassing. We actually have some footage of you at that wedding. <laughs> Sam shot a wedding. And, I, didn't, uh, I didn't dance at that wedding. No, I'm told you. You did not. But anyway, so we, we'll get we'll interview more people. Go to the podcast because we want as many people to have as possible. Father Mike Schmitz. Schmitty. And of course, uh, others as well. We could get him on here to do a, like a crossover catechism podcast. Wouldn't that be great? The greatest crossover since Avengers. <laughs> my, some would say better. Mm. But I, I think, uh, I mean, this is my big thing that I do on my other podcast, the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. All nice I plan. do is talk about ways to make the podcast bigger mm. and more successful, which I never do on our podcast. I, we just make it. But there's a lot of work that goes into this, and we deserve a podcast that's big and successful. So tell your friends. And strong as well. Well, tell your friends, but also we need to get better at having the episodes come out. Bing yeah, bang. We do. Yeah. Crisply on a certain day of the week. Yeah. I think Wednesdays because that's a good penitential day. And people should be having a bad time through our yeah. podcast. Yeah. But in terms of other things we can do to grow the podcast, let's we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Please tell your friends if you if there are people that you think could benefit from it. Obviously it's not going to be for everybody. Which I've already been told a number you of can, times you can by friends who've watched it. You can pray for the podcast if you want. Mm. I just thought about that. I would never ask people to pray for my boat podcast. Maybe I should start asking people to pray for my boat podcast. <laughs> I will not do it. That but sounds too evangelical. You could also pray for p- us because mm. we definitely oh, no, need your Our prayers. souls more than the podcast I would like you to <laughs> pray for. I was saying to our friend Madeline yesterday, I said I should ask people to pray for me more. I think if more people prayed for me, I'd be doing better. Yeah. And she said, what if they are praying for you? <laughs> And they are. I know they are. And uh, it's beautiful. And we're praying for you. I've I've been praying so little of late. You know, I illness. did actually pray for our podcast listeners on Sunday. Did you? Yeah. I thought, I hope people are getting something out of it. Praying for you guys. Brand, well, if you've come this far on the journey, there's so many more miles to go. Are we going to have this one in front of the next episode? Yeah, I think or, so. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, here for you now is yet another episode, a classic episode <laughs> of the Kataka hey. from six months ago. Why did the Son of God become man? Is that what we were up to? Where were we up no, to? No. Man. Chelsea, oh, I'm on the wrong We're page. up to page, uh, question 90.
Question 90. Oh, man. One second. Oh, no. Question 89, sorry. How does the church set forth the mystery of the incarnation? So the church confesses that Jesus Christ is true God and true man with two natures, a divine nature and a human nature, not confused with each other. So that's the Oriental thing. That seems like a dig. I bet the... No, it's not a dig. No, I bet a, the Orientals, when they're describing it, do not say... And the natures are confused. Let me... let me. Uh, so not confused with each other, but united in the person of the word. Therefore, in the humanity of Jesus, all things, his miracles, his suffering, his death, must be attributed to his divine person, which acts by means of his assumed human nature. So again, there's the, the, the human person, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And in that person... There is full humanity, full divinity. Yep. God has assumed human nature. Um, so we attribute all the, the miraculous acts of that person, that one person, to his both divine and human natures. Muslims don't have to put up with this. No, they don't. Stuff. God is one. God is strong. I think this God is stronger. <sighs> he overcame death. Halea Belloc over here. Islam is there's some. There's, I mean, this is like deliberately difficult to get your head around. No, it's it's hard, it's, man. Well, it is hard. Yeah, yeah, because it's. I mean, again, it's one of these things where it's a mystery, right? Like, and it's something that you have to like enter more deeply and into. His death must be attributed to his divine person, which acts by means of his assumed human nature. Right. So again, it's like this idea of the, the human the human nature being the instrument of salvation, right? Like, it's God yeah. is using human nature to achieve these things, but. So he has two natures, a divine and a human nature, but we speak of him as one person. There's no, there's no separation, there's no confusion. There is just Jesus Christ, who is God, and, and he's man. Because it's mysterious, our ability to understand it in, right. in, in purely uh, material terms is hard. Well, the other thing is like, yeah, like we've, we sort of, we establish all this, this terminology not really to talk not about. hard. I mean, it's not, it, it's supernatural. It doesn't make sense that someone is truly one thing and simultaneously truly another thing. We use all these terms to establish these, like, definitions, yes. right? Like, about who God is and who we are. And that's important because we need to know who we are and who God is, all this sort of stuff. But as with all rules, there are exceptions. And Christ is the exception, okay. right? Like, and so in Christ, something weird is being done, right? And weird in the truest sense of, like, the sort of, you know, Anglo, like, this is kind of strange and supernatural. Tom Holland. Yeah, well, Tom Holland. I did a Tom Holland impression on the last episode. Uh, sacral nature, yes. It's, it's the sacral nature of it, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic, the sacral thac- nature of the kingship. Dare I even say sacral? Sacral. He doesn't really have a lisp. Did the incarnate Son of God have a soul with human knowledge? The Son of God assumed a body animated by a rational human soul. With his human intellect, Jesus learned many things by way of experience. But also as man, the Son of God had an intimate and immediate knowledge of God his Father. He likewise understood people's secret thoughts, and he knew fully the eternal plans which we had come to reveal. So, a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of episodes ago, you said something like... Yeah, how much did he know? Like, did, did he know Greek or all this sort of stuff? Yeah, I think I might have said English. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great question. I was just thinking then, could he talk English when he gets... Yeah, how much did he... Could he chat? So... There are sort of in in theological parlance, there's sort of like high Christology and low Christology. Mm. So a high Christology position would be that like, okay, so he he's God, he assumes human flesh, and part of assuming human flesh is that he becomes fully human, which means he has a rational human soul, like you or me, mm. as well as being God. 
So it's not like God is animating a corpse and just like puppeting it around, right? He's not a zombie. He's a real human being. So he has a human intellect, he has a human soul, he's a human will. Right, and so just on a on a uh, material basis, there's a there's a brain that hasn't made certain connections right. to understand to associate sounds with ideas. So in a high Christology position, right, you would say something like, "Yeah, maybe God knew every language, and he knew engineering, and he knew, you know, everything that we know and more, because he's God, and he has like the this infinite, immediate penetration of Jesus all truth." Jesus was way truth. cool. He could have played the guitar better than Jimi Hendrix. Exactly right, which is not exactly what this is saying. Right, but that would be like a, I I would think there's room for that position to there's, be argued. You can yeah, make an argument exactly, for that position. exactly. Okay, you can have a low Christology position, and I would probably have a low Christology position, um, where it's like okay, because because in the Bible, in the Gospel of Luke, it says, um, like you know, when Mary and Joseph go back to the temple and find Christ in the temple, which was the Gospel two weeks ago for us. Yep, and they find him like teaching the rabbis, and they're all just amazed at his knowledge and stuff. Um, and they say, oh, why are you here? And he says, well, I, of course I was about my father's business. Where do you expect me to be? But then he goes back with Mary and Joseph. And it says he continued to grow in, is it, I want to say wisdom, wisdom and understanding. Yes. And Mary wisdom. kept all the, these things in her heart. So so Mary's told us that story, presumably. Is yeah. what that means? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mary kept these things in her heart. Yeah. So she's she spent time thinking about this. What stuff. is it? Can we get, can we find out what it is? Like what it, it's wisdom and something. Wisdom and understanding, it I'm is pretty understanding? sure. Yeah. So... Like, in this instance, Christ would have to like... No, I'm going to feel so silly if it's something like respect. No, it's not. I'm okay. pretty sure it's not. It's yeah. like about internal... So it's not like he's growing in terms of people hearing him and his ministry and his word and getting to know him. It's what he's learning. Right. So he would have had to learn language. He would have had to learn, you know, the basic things about his culture. Like, these... in From what I understand, and I could be wrong, um, but the way that I conceptualise it, is that, he, yeah, like he is a full human, so he has a rational human will, human intellect. He has to learn how to speak. He has to learn how to do things. He has to learn carpentry but from his dad. But he's still teaching in the temple. Right, because, so, exactly. So what what does his divine nature bring to this yeah. is an immediacy of his understanding of his mission, of who he is and who God the Father is, which is why he can crack open the, the Old Testament and wisdom, just be like, yeah, I get that. Wisdom and stature and in favour with God. Growing in favour with God complicates that. Well, because he would have had to learn the law is the other thing, right? Even though he has like like an immediate relationship with God the Father. Yeah. Like, Wait, is Stetcher just getting taller? Could be. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and, he, and he grew in wisdom and height. He got bigger. Um, he got bigger, in, he got smarter. And it, but it does say, and in favour with God and with people. Yeah. He's got a man. So he's learning the ways of man. Yeah. And he's learning these theological... Yeah, but also like the, 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 the instance here where he goes to the temple and yeah. the rabbis are like, how does this kid know all this stuff? Right, like, because yeah. he has this immediate intimate relationship with God the Father because he is the son, right? So he, he knows these things before he knows them on his human So intellect. the things that he's saying to them, even if they're not, like he's not read all the theological arguments that sure. they're having because yeah. he has the truth. He can He'd, speak plainly. And right, so and when the, uh, later on when the Pharisees come at him with all these questions, he's just like, Man, it's obvious. What are you talking about? Like, it's this. Like, yep. Sabbath wasn't made for man, but man for the Sabbath. All that sort of stuff. Because I know what the Sabbath is about. Yeah, because I am God, right? Like, and I know that I had a hand in this. So, so the other thing is like, big, so, yeah. I'm gonna think this is a very bad parallel. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but like, um, 
So you could talk to the police and people who've been working on a very difficult case yeah. for a great many years and they could have all these reasons that, you know, a thing was here or a thing was there mm. and weighing up all the evidence and have a really nuanced view of it. But the murderer can just go, the body's there. <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. I know, I buried it there. Yeah. Um, and maybe you have to learn how to, like, <laughs> explain right. where it is. To What's them. the other thing? Is like but you're not, what I mean is, you're, what you're saying might, what he's saying there might be non, like... Um, not complicated or in the milieu of the mm. discussion that they're having, mm. but it's going to be right because he yeah. has the knowledge about it. Exactly. In the same way that I because he's the author stuck a knife in somebody and yeah. buried them in the ground. Yeah, is the author of the, the crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's the author of the crime. It is impossible, even if he doesn't know all the backstory and all the other theories that other people yeah. working sure. on and all the years of study and, yeah. and learning. He does. He's not wrong about where he's saying the body is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So so and so the other thing is like he has this like perception of people. Right, and so he's he's fully human. He can like read us. our thoughts. Well, he can read our secret thoughts, right? Why? What are we saying? Is secret thoughts just like? I'm trying to explain. Okay, okay, I yeah. apologize. I apologize. Uh, because he's so much more patient when he's in a good mood, isn't he? <laughs> now he's in a good mood. He would have been slapping me down. Shut the fuck up, Jimmy! No, but today it's all like, oh, I'll get the no, Don't worry about that. It's coming up. I am in a disgusting good mood, it's yeah, true. It's repulsive. Go yeah. on. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I'm just thinking about the good mood I'm in. Woo! Ruminating in his own pleasantries. Mm. The niceness of the self. That is what God contemplating himself in his own situation. It's nice to meet a nice woman. Are we going to talk it in detail? No, about I don't know. Feel? Like, ah, oh, shout out from the rooftops. <laughs> Anyways, we'll keep going. <laughs> so he's fully human. He's like us in all things but sin. Okay. So when you meet somebody who's like, Better than you, right? Like when you meet somebody who's holy, right? Like, and so you you yeah. you tend to meet people in your life who sort of like they seem like wise, right? Like, that, like maybe it's not holiness because maybe you're not a Catholic and you don't have these sort of like conceptions or whatever. But you might meet somebody who's older than you and wiser than you and smarter than you and stuff like that, and they can see right through you, yeah. Right? They go, you're, you're full, doing this, you're full of shit. shit, right? I know why you're doing this stuff. You're acting out of these things because I've done that, right? Like. And so it's, it feels like that person is reading you in a way that, like, you shouldn't be read because you've kept this stuff and your parents don't know and your siblings don't know and your friends don't know yeah. stuff about you. But if you meet somebody who's just, like, knows human nature, has sort of been through some stuff, they can look right into you and go, this is what's happening. I have the opposite experience. Because you're the one that does it. Is that what you're saying? No, I see... <laughs> I, I, I very seldom... Um, See myself in other people, but I'll like I'll see people who are who are like other people I know. Yeah, sure. And I'll go, oh, you're you're like that. You person. have the, you're very strongly in that temperament and these experiences. Yeah. And then you can sometimes go accept. Yeah. This big thing has happened to you or yeah. whatever, or like, oh, we're going to run into problems with you and me. Yeah. In this way. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I these think are nasty things you'll think about me. I think the big one is like, so a lot of people have like divorced parents. Yeah. Right, and that has become a sort of normal thing. So, and people who got, like, parents got divorced young. And sort of people go, oh, no, it's great. Like, mum's great, dad's great, all sort of stuff. But when you sort of know the ways in which that fractures a person. Yes. Like, it's like, it's this immediately, um, and I'm not, this is not having a go at you, Jimmy. Like Someone said to me recently. I'm talking about people who are children. Jimmy's from a broken home now. My parents have had a late stage separation. That was not what I was talking no, about. No, no, but I'm just yeah. saying, I like, the things that I now, know, like... I know about my friends who right, have right. parents. You can have you can have more empathy for where they're coming from, and yeah. Well, I felt I was I was aware that I felt sorry for them. Yeah, and uh, now I, I delight in them feeling sorry for me. <laughs> 
Well, now you can understand. And the other thing is, like, as an adult, it's different, right? Like, you can sort of look at a child and be like, how can a child cope with this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And how to, must this have an effect? And so, yeah, and I think of that as a common sort of thing. So, like, Christ, who is like us in all things but sin, right? So, he doesn't have any of these, like, hang-ups or fracture points or ways in which we're dislocated from ourselves. He's, like, walking around just looking at people going, like, like if only because it was full humanity, he yeah. could just be like, whoa, like, these people are messed up, right? But he's also got this immediate relationship with God where he knows what the good way to live your life is. And he's going... Man, these people need help. So he's looking at people going like, I see right through you. And he sees right through everybody because he's like everyone, but he's unlike everyone in that he doesn't have sin. I mean, part of what... That's a very uh, low Christological way to look at it, if you if you will. Sure. Because there's... But he I can, mean, he has other superpowers. Right? There he's got are all the superpowers. He's got all the superpowers. Yeah, yeah. And what you're sort of doing there is saying that because of his... Like he doesn't need to, in the style of Mel Gibson of what women want, hear literally no. the thoughts. He just understands where people are coming from. He just from understands, yeah. Because he has a relationship with God yeah. and he has an understanding of human nature. Well, he is God, yeah, yeah. His particular relationship with God was that he is God, yeah. It's <laughs> astonishing how often I fall into <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't shake it. Like I know I've no, but the other thing is like God would never like like pry no, you I, open. But I, I you often know? think about prayer, and this is like a weird yeah. Like when you know, as a Protestant, when you pray, mm. it's like dear God, sure, the thing of God, and this is almost never the case in any. I can't think of a rote prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the Living do. God, whatever. Yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm addressing it to that person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. I'm addressing a prayer to Mary to address to, you know. To God in, yeah, yeah. in general, but it's like to a person. Mm. Whereas the, this thing of talking to the abstract yeah. God, who is then associated with God the Father, it's like it's hard to shake. Sure, and it does make you think. Like just it's just in speech that God and, and Christ are different people. Yeah, um, well, they're different persons. Yeah, but you, you, I it just you it have the separation. It, yeah, yeah, in the way you speak, it's separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so, even in the mass as a Catholic, right, like. The, the prayers that are addressed to God are always quite distinctly addressed to God the Father through the Son with the Holy Spirit, right? Like, yeah. And, and it, the language always so careful in the liturgy about this because it's like... Always meant to be so careful in the liturgy about no, this. No, it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Like in the Missal, it's always very careful. Yeah. What the priest says might be different. No, I'm with you. Uh, I think that I think that is uh, that's an interesting point, but I think he also possibly could have Professor Xavier style. I've just heard people's thoughts. <laughs> 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 that's what I think of him as doing. Judas. <laughs> but yeah, I think like so. In in in, I think there is room for sort of both readings. I suppose on, on this um, description, yeah. where you can have a higher or low Christology, and the church doesn't really say which one you should have. But I, I tend to think generally the, the fathers and stuff would have had a, a lower. I mean, the older I get, though, again, the just the more people that I meet who can do that, and it's quite like sh- like you'll meet a person who's very wise, yeah, or who's further along a road, and the way that they can just, yeah, say say things that uh, are very resonant. And well, like our priest who doesn't want to be named in all right this He's, thing, but he says like he father, want to be named. yeah. yeah. Um, Who's a immensely wise and, and experienced man. Yeah. And it's very hard to lie to him. 
Yeah, I don't know that I've tried. And but why would you? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he, you just know straight away. Oh, he sees on full of shit. Well, he's also he's very good about when you're telling an anecdote about someone. Yeah, and he'll just like chip in with. He would be like, "Oh, that's because they're and like you'll this." Go like, you know? I have not given you that piece of information. And How did you know? That's very true. Yeah, I mean, you know. yeah, and I didn't think about that. And you've given me insight yeah. into that person without knowing them. Now, sometimes a priest will do this, like in confession, maybe, and there's a bit of overreach because they're not as wise as they think. Yeah, yeah. They are. Sure. <laughs> I remember I was once. I was. <laughs> it's, it's filthy. I'm sorry, but I was years ago. I was confessing, uh, like wanting women. Sure. Finding women attractive, mm. and, and you know, thinking, oh, it would be. And he was like, because you want power over them. And I was like, uh, not, ma- look, not power in some sense, <laughs> but I don't, th- it's more that I think they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my, that's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't, don't fetish shame me. <laughs> Can I just say anything about our priest? He's, he's taking increasingly harsh barbs about me being fat. He mistook me, I think, like, on purpose, for a fat man in our community. Well, I mean, he's hardly one to judge. He's like, oh. <laughs> no, he's not, the, he's, not, he's not a heavy boy just because you're fucking body of a no, he's starving put, he's child. Putting on a he's got a tum, yeah. whatever. The cassock is very flattering to yeah. a man. Some men, some priests can't get away with the cassock. But uh, look, a little Baron Harkonnen and the big cassocks. But, um, yeah, and also I was confessing. I'll just be confessing other stuff that has nothing to do with food. And he'll know it's me. <laughs> right? Like, I'm going, Father, I, you know, oh, this week I masturbated. And he'll go, oh, yeah. Maybe you should give up soft drink. <laughs> to, uh, to help impose some willpower. <laughs> and you go, is that right, Father? I mean, he's not reading you incorrectly. You having sugar in your coffee? <laughs> Please. Please go on. <laughs> you going for a run? We should move on. All right. <laughs> All right. So I want to do a bit on stage about it, but I'm not. It's really, it's not quite right. Oh, and I am too fat. And I do have to do something about it. Yeah, I like this thing about um, secret thoughts. Now, where are the secret thoughts? Where are we up to? 91. How did the two wills of the incarnate word cooperate? Jesus had a divine will. Yeah. Because he's a divine person. And a human will, because that's the human nature. In his earthly life, the Son of God humanly willed all that he had divinely decided with the Father and the Holy Spirit for our salvation. The human will of Christ followed without opposition or reluctance the divine will, or in other words, it was subject to it. So, I mean, I think obviously reluctance is... So we've talked about this already, right? Like where we talked about the garden, and this is where we get it from. He obviously seems reluctant in the garden. Right, but it, yeah, because he's got a human will, which is like, I don't want to die. Yes, but that will is reluctant. But he, what, what is but it? he, it doesn't go along. What is to luck? Reluctantly, he goes along freely. Yeah, right. Because there's a difference between like, like, okay, you say, hey, Jack, it's going to have some very fine specific no, meaning. Like, no, no, here. let me let me give yeah, you the. Give me, you yeah. say I want to go to the zoo, and I say, Jimmy, I don't want to go to the zoo, and you say, come on, do it for me. I'm your friend, and I'm like. Okay, I'll go to the zoo with you, James. Right? And then we go to the zoo. I'm like, the zoo sucks. I hate the zoo. Like, these animals are miserable. I'm having a terrible time. Why did you bring me here? Right. You brought me there reluctantly. Re against, I think. But luctari to struggle. Mm -hmm. 
to struggle against. Sure. But he does, I mean, he struggles. He struggles in the gut. Right, but, but th- what I'm saying is there's a difference between me saying, oh, James, I don't want to go to the zoo, and you saying, let's go to the zoo anyway. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I trust you. You're my friend. Maybe I'll have a good time. Mm. And I go in with an open mind and have a good time, right? And I don't want to, like, compare the agony in the garden to this, but I'm going to. Where it's like, okay, is, is his human will, does his human will not want to die? Sure. Does his human will freely assent? in subjection to his divine will, to the mission of the divine person. Yes, it does. Right? Like, he's not going to the cross going, yeah. I don't want to do this. Oh, God, I hate he's carrying this cross. dragged along. No. no he, he chooses. He's freely going. Yeah. But that there is... Uh, so, here we go. Maybe, I mean, you go back with the human will of Christ followed without opposition or reluctance. The following was without reluctance. The decision to follow can, is obviously a struggle. Right, but it's also going to happen, right? Like, because it's like, well, he's perfect man. He's no, but he, I mean, you know, he says, "Look, if there's any other way, mm. please do it." I don't want to die. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's this is where the rubber hits the road between like the human and the divine wills, right? Like, it's like it would be easy for the human will to go along with everything else, but to go and suffer a horrible death is a different thing. Um, so the human will wouldn't like, be too hard to go along this. with standing in front of a bunch of people making cool stuff happen with water and wine and yeah, like yeah, being yeah. a bit of a yeah. celebrity. Yeah, yeah. That's something that a lot of people want to do, but it's the next bit. But uh, so, so that's like it's an important thing because it's like, well, he he has a fully human nature, right? Mm. He has this freedom, and as God, he also has that freedom, and they cooperate do you together. Think he enjoyed public speaking, of course. Yeah, why wouldn't he? It feels good when you're doing a good show. People are really listening to every word, and you're like, you wait till you see how many. Be like, there's no food. Nah, you you man, there's so much food. <laughs> There's more food than you're going to know what to do with. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Did Christ have a true human body? Christ assumed a true human body by means of which the invisible God became visible. This is the reason why Christ can be represented and venerated in sacred images. Assumed here being took on rather mm-hmm. than making an ass out of you and me. Exactly. So, yeah. So it like, looked like something. Obviously, there's a there's a prohibition against this in like the Old Testament, right? Like, it's impossible to depict God, how are we going to do it? It's even hard for us to say his name. And, like, this is a sort of, like, through line into Islam where you've got the Shia and the Sunni thing and one of the big things is, like, we can't depict divine things. Um, the Shia sort of say, we can depict angels and the Sunni say, no, we can't depict anything about God. Anything related to God cannot be depicted. Yeah. Because it's too holy. Even his messenger. Right, exactly. Just be upon him. Yeah. But in Christianity, God becomes a man... He becomes a material being. Mm. He's given us an image of himself, someone that we can look to and point to so we can say, yeah, we can have sacred art. We can put him on a cross. We can put him in a picture. We can put him in the Last Supper. You know, like, he became a man like you or me. And it's a true human body, right? The other thing is, because it's like, oh. Next one. Was his, no, 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 this is really important. This is really important. Do you want to maybe look at the next one? Sure. Let's do you want to say it? I've never gotten to push Jack on to what the next You've never... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Maybe you'd like to do question number 92. Did Christ have a true human body? No, no, that was the question we're doing. No? No, oh, fuck, I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> this is your one chance, James. Oh, I'm never going to listen to you again. <laughs> All right, so he's got a true human body. Yeah. So is, like, is, he, is he on the cross suffering truly as we would suffer? Or yes, is he it is. An, an illusion of exactly. a hand? Is he, Just is, looks like it was suffering. All that sort of stuff. Right, so and that and that's important because when he's resurrected, it's like, all right, here's my wounds. Yeah. Put your fingers in it. Like, 
he's there. That's a real person. That's a real human being. But we're not going to have our wounds when we have our resurrected bodies, are we? Well, I certainly hope to have a full head of hair. Yeah. I want to be th- not just thin, but like I want Brad Pitt in Fight Club body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Move on. Next question. What does the heart of Jesus... You know there's a big thing in disabled theology where they're like, we don't have our legs in heaven. Like our bodies are perfect as they are. This, it's, you know how the deaf... And this is, this is, I can't back this up, but you know how sometimes deaf people will I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. I can't, I can't substantiate that and I don't need a lawsuit from the deaf society. You know, anything else I say about the deaf will be like this. Well, I mean, like, yeah, I think we'll deal with that when we get to the resurrection, I think. What does yeah. the heart of Jesus, will we? Yeah. Deaf people, watch out. We're coming for you soon. <laughs> You're not going to know what I'm talking about, but it's going to be sick, baby. Can we please not upload the... Ah, oh, someone could tell them, I guess. I was going to ask if we didn't have subtitles for that bit on the YouTube, but we'll just... Someone will tell them. Word will get out, so I can do this anyway. Wah! What does the heart of Jesus exemplify? Jesus knew and loved us with a human heart. His heart pierced for our salvation is the symbol of that infinite love with which he loves the Father in each one of us. And this is a sort of like devotional thing about the Sacred Heart, which I don't think we need to get into too much. I think we should just move on. Yeah, that's fair. What is the meaning of the expression conceived by the power? Oh, I asked about this last time. Conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. This expression means that the Virgin Mary conceived the eternal Son in her womb by the power of the Holy Spirit without the cooperation of a man. Mm-hmm. The angel told her at the Annunciation that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. <laughs> So it wasn't like Joseph provided yeah, yeah. the semen, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. There was no human semen. No. And we're being silent there. <laughs> I mean, I love this. It's like, what does it mean conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit? It means it was done by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Well, that's what it means. <sighs> yeah, but it doesn't explain if there's a... Human actor. Some sort of DNA, that, some sort of divine DNA that Well, we don't world. know. We don't know how it happens. It's a miracle, right? And it, but like, even yeah. if that's the case, more of a miracle, right? Like, yeah, like we, there's no, there's no differentiation between miracles. It's like something that exists outside of the normal laws of reality. Mm. Somehow these sometimes laws they have been find suspended. Like a dolphin that's been alone for a long time, and it'll get itself pregnant. Well, like frogs. Get do you know? Wait, do you know pregnant. what I'm talking about? No, I don't. There's mammalian. Yeah, like it, there are examples in nature of mammals becoming self-pregnant. Right. Did those baby dolphins go to suffer and redeem all of dolphin kind? You're reading more into what I've said than you have to. <laughs> I wasn't making a Christopher Hitchens style fuck you point. I'm just saying that it's possible that it could have done, it could have gone forth without divine, uh, some sort of... Well, that's not what we're saying. We're saying an angel came and said, this is what's happening, and then it happened. Yeah. Yeah. We're not saying it's like, oh, well, maybe we're like the angel's a literary device that we're projecting back on time into some like one in a million evolutionary thing. You're not hearing me. All I'm saying (laughs) is that when the Holy Spirit came upon her, the Holy Spirit didn't necessarily need to... I know you wouldn't like it. I knew you wouldn't like it. I'm just saying there could have been a non-material... Right? That Christ did not have to have begun as a seed. As uh, as a sperm, 
What part of a miracle do you not understand? All of it. That's the point of it being a miracle. Am I wrong? We're going to get... Now we're going to the... Now you're really going to offend me because we're doing the Virgin Mary. What time are we at, Sam? Can I leave? We're at 45. 45. All right. Well, we should... Ah. Born of... Is it all Virgin Mary here? Yeah, we're going to do Mary for a bit. Yeah. Ah, it's cool there. It's been wonderful to be here on this. A lot of censorship in that episode. Hey, towards the end. Not quite as bad as the episode where I talked about dogs. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... All right. Anyway, listen. Hey, thanks for joining us in the Catacast. Ciao, ciao.